Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by Victoria. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. So before we get into any questions or anything, tell the people about yourself, your social medias, websites, where they can run you a check, just how to find you. (laughs) Yeah, so I am on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me as Victoria underscore Yawa. That's Y-A-W-A or you can find me Victoria Tempo. You can also find my collective, the Kindred Creatives Collective on Instagram and on my business page. So feel free to reach out on Instagram and say, hey. And if you wanna send me a message, you can also go to my website. It's kindredcreativesco.org. Perfect. So before we get into anything, we are living in a time of this COVID and pandemic. So how have you been keeping up during this time? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> I'm in Chicago, so I've been hibernating. It's been snowing and cold. And so just been trying to take care of myself, you know, trying to move around and get up from the computer and just like yes. check in with my family. But so far, so good. I love that. See, getting up from the computer, I think is the main thing. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I haven't been doing that. I think I've just been glued to my seat. And I'm just like, this, this ain't gonna look good when I go back to work. I know. Oh my God, I had to. Because I realized I would sit there for like seven hours straight and then yeah. not eat and just forget about stuff. So I was like, girl, get up, get a drink of water, move, do something, do a stretch. And it helped. <laughs> <laughs> my stretch is usually in the chair I'm just like oh okay I got like the massage chair so I really never have to leave the chair Ooh, and I nice. bring my snacks to the desk and I'm like I don't think this is what they mean <laughs> <laughs> that works for me a massage chair right? I'm like let me just defy the odds it's okay when I go back to work that will be my workout that I missed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so aside from COVID how have you been in general Good. I work at a nonprofit, a youth arts center. That's my nine to five. And I love it because I'm always around artists. Right now we're prepping for running online courses. So I'm doing that. And then my passion business is my collective. And so I, you know, meet with artists, talk with them about their practices, about their goals and inspirations Mm -hmm. and I'm also planning for a retreat right now so I'm super excited about that so just keeping myself busy and now and then I paint I'm also Mm. an artist I love that what kind of art do you do I do like other than the painting but yeah Mm-hmm. I do figurative work. So mostly portraits centered around my, um, my culture. So my background is my parents are both from Ghana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're first generation. And so a lot of my work is centered around my background and my um, upbringing nice. and really like African centric, um, talking about like different lifestyles of 
a black woman mm-hmm. um, and just like the beauty and power of being black. So that's my work. But, you know, because of my job, I've been removed a little bit from my work and haven't been able to make art as much as I want to, which bums me out a little bit. But I have to find, you know, a way back to it. Try to find that good balance to still have to maintain both in a sense. Exactly. I love that. Oh, girl, it kind of is proud to go back into art. I love the sound of that. Yeah, yes. it helps. It helps me even cope with like the COVID and just, mm-hmm. you know, the seasonal depression that happens for winter, just having that creative outlet yes. helps. I actually, for one of my little treats to myself, I bought a um, coloring book and it was made by a black woman. Um, and in the, the book is basically centered around entrepreneurs. Yeah. So like different black women who are, you know, entrepreneurs and I've just been coloring that and it's been so relaxing I guess that's kind of my creativity right now because I haven't been painting as much yeah I've always heard about like like one of those like adult coloring books right yes Mm -hmm. I want to try that you should it's super relaxing oh that's what that girl that's what I need shoot (laughs) (laughs) so my first official question for you is can you describe what is an entrepreneur and explain why is it important for young women who self-identify as this to find the balance or to find a balance? Yeah, for me, an artpreneur is just an artist who is creating their own path for themselves and creating a business that they love. So I think a lot of times as artists, we're not taught that, you know, it's important to make money and to um, protect your work and to yes. network it's it's mostly taught to just like find your style and you know understand contemporary history and all of that which is important but I also think it's important to understand the business side of being an artist and maintaining your practice so that it's sustainable so for me and an artist who becomes an entrepreneur or a creative entrepreneur it's just anyone who really wants to build a life for themselves doing exactly what they love and making money from doing that and I think it's important especially for black women to build a life that brings them joy Mm -hmm. I like the fact that you talked about the business side of it because like you said we always know the theory we oh you need to know Mm -hmm. to know this and I feel like that's where a lot of women especially again women of color black women where we lose out because we're not always taught the business side of things exactly so like, and here, I produce all this work and it's like okay but I see no profit coming and I see no recognition no nothing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you feel lost because then you you don't know like what to do and that's how a lot of artists end up you know finding other jobs out of sheer necessity because you know you have to survive and so you're not able to continue your art practice but I feel like if it's taught in school because this wasn't taught to me I had to learn it just through like living (laughs) if it's taught earlier that you know art can be sustainable and these these are the ways you can you know build a business around it or build a life around it I think it will it will make more um it will make it more possible for artists to continue to be artists mm-hmm. I feel like for black women especially you know you you kind of um told not to continue on that path and yeah. unless you really have a love for it or you are just a rebel and you know that this is your purpose 
it's hard for you to continue if like everyone in your life is telling you you're not going to make any money you're going to be starving there's no way to be an artist and you know build a career it's really hard to push through that no oh yes oh my gosh and I think that's a big thing too where I feel like yeah everyone else kind of gets the encouragement but whenever you see like the black woman who wants to do that it's be like "Mm." Mm -hmm. like really like you know it's like a hobby it's not even like a passion it's just a side thing like you can do that but you need to make sure you get that nine to five, you get that corporate job, you get this and you get, in a sense, what's socially acceptable mm-hmm. and what the standards are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's so sad because there's so much magic that comes from being an artist that isn't encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I do think that art makes the world a better place and it's healing and, you know, it shows, it presents the world to everyone, you know, it shows the reality of who we are and the beauty of being human. So I just think it's such, it's a misfortune that art isn't valued in our society. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You, you speak in facts already. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, my next question for you is, why do you think it's difficult for women to find that balance between the work and personal life? Mm, Yeah, that's a balance that I'm still trying to figure out. But just from talking through to other artists Mm -hmm. and listening to just needs that people have, I find that, you know, it's important to balance work and play so Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the hustle mentality I believe in working hard but I don't think you have to burn yourself out in order to be successful I think there's a balance you can have and I I believe there's time for breaks there's time for fun there's time for relationships and there's time for you know getting what you want out of life and building the life that you want and I think there's a way to balance it all but what's important is to first recognize what's important to you what you want Mm -hmm. and then schedule time for yourself to do those things so I know for me it's really important for me to build community or to be around my tribe so I try to surround myself with artists all the time or just talk to them luckily my work is really art centric so I'm I'm around artists every day but Mm -hmm. you know calling people or just like you know connecting on social media is really important for me I know that's important but also just taking care of myself so like if I need to take a break if I feel like burnt out or just super tired I'll just check out and like take a nap or like call it a day or like do something I want to do like take a break and watch tv or whatever and I think Mm -hmm. that actually helps me to like feel rejuvenated and keep going instead of like trying to push through it So I think it's important for our own health, but also just for like the joy of it to like keep going and not having to like, you know, um, struggle through something that you don't really want to do. I think it's okay to balance it out by taking a break and then Mm -hmm. finding your way back there or not. There's always that thing where everyone always glorifies the struggle story, which we see a lot. And it's true that Mm -hmm. we don't always have to glorify that. We don't always have to go through the struggle Mm -hmm. to have what we want and have what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that, like, when you tap into your innate gifts, everything comes to you seamlessly it's Mm -hmm. easy and you know it takes it takes time to figure out what your purpose is what your calling is but once you're in it once you're in your calling I feel like everything just comes naturally and it's not hard 
And so we, we think that, you know, if it's not hard, if we're not working hard, we're not, it's not really worth the effort or we're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get away from that mindset that it doesn't have to be hard. It could be easy and you're still doing amazing work and making an impact. Yeah. You mentioned something where you talk about how not really prioritizing ourselves and our wants. Mm-hmm. And that actually gave like the perfect segue to my next question, because why is it a common reoccurrence for women, especially, and I think we see this a lot within Black women, to not prioritize mm-hmm. themselves? Like, how can we break this generational curse or toxic cycle? I know. it's It really is a societal pressure that's put on women mm-hmm. and Black women specifically to be superwomen, to do it all, to yes. put everyone before ourselves. And, you know, I think we're conditioned to do that at a very young age, and it's really reinforced throughout your life. So to think that, you know, I should prioritize my needs first feels selfish, but I don't think it's selfish at all. I think that if you're good, everyone around you will be better. So you really have to take care of yourself and prioritize your needs in order to, you know, take care of others. You can't Mm -hmm. take care of others if you're half way there if you're half empty um and so it is a societal struggle that we're kind of pushing against and you know white supremacy tells us that we have to keep working and and you know move through our pain and not have any joy and not you know take breaks and Mm -hmm. we really need to get away from that and you know tap into community and taking care of ourselves and treating ourselves I believe in joy leading the way and joy being your kind of calling to figure out like your path Mm -hmm. and so yeah I think it's hard to um, do those things when you're conditioned to believe that you're selfish or you know you're doing too much or you're asking for too much and you know you're not a good person if you put your needs before others but I think that in order to really you know support and serve you have to take care of yourself first a hundred percent a hundred percent and I like the analogy that you use where it's like when you're half empty Mm -hmm. I think of it as a glass you're half full or half empty by the time you share your glass to everyone else there's nothing left in there for you Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Black women are, you know, dismissed and discouraged and denied all the time. And so we're always the last person to be looked on for care. And, you know, that's why we burn out. That's why we have health issues. That's why we have, you know, job losses and all types of losses in our lives and trauma because we're just not taken care of and so Mm -hmm. we sadly have to step up and take care of ourselves because oftentimes no one else will and I think that's unfortunate but you know we really have to prioritize our health and our well-being that's where that strength and resilience comes in but then we have to make sure we prioritize ourselves because clearly people don't really want to do that for us yeah yeah (laughs) yes exactly but I but we have to like I I believe that, you know, we all have innate powers within us and I believe Black women are strong, but I want to give us the choice to not be strong all the time, to like lean on someone else 
to ask for help, to not have all the pressure on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. I think that that burden is just really toxic. And so like, we should be able to also, you know, be strong and also be vulnerable and lean into help when we need it. And I don't think that narrative is, is discussed enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. I th we all deserve a break at some point. When you see your mother or your grandmothers, they're always running around doing the chores or doing this mm -hmm. and doing that. While the kids get to play, maybe the man gets to just kick back and watch TV. The woman is always on the go. Right. And it might seem great. Like you say, we look like superwomen, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it hurts us more than it helps and heals us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh. <laughs> I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling the spirit. Me too. <laughs> now, you've mentioned that it's critical um, critical for female artists to build a purpose-driven business. How come and how do we go about doing that? Yeah, I think that one of the most challenging things in life is to live up to our purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people, you know, don't allow themselves to reach it. They give up before they're able to really lean into their calling or what they're meant to do in this world. Yes. And so when you are able to figure that out and know exactly what your purpose is, I think it's such a beautiful thing. And people really should lean more into that because that's where your joy comes from, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in order to figure out what your purpose is so that you can have a purpose-driven life, I think you really need three things. And I tell people this all the time that you need community, you need people around you, you, who supports you, who care about you, who motivate you, who hold you down, mm -hmm. you need to be able to feel like you're making an impact. So whatever you're doing, it needs to feel like you're moving something, you're making an effort forward, you're doing something that feels like you are um, like it's your why, like it's your reason for doing it. You know, yes. it's it's what you go back to is what pushes you when things get challenging. You have to figure that out. You have to figure out how you can make an impact. And then you also need to really understand um, what I'd like to say is your um, your strengths or your your mindset or like what kind of what stabilizes you. Mm -hmm. So what's really important is figuring out like what you're good at and what's holding you back. Because yes. when you know those two things, it's really, it's really easy to self-sabotage yourself, you know? So mm -hmm. what I say is understand like, you know, what limiting beliefs you may have or what mindsets hurdles you might have to overcome in order to like really tap into your purpose yeah and then understand what strengths you have like what innate gifts and abilities do you have and that would really shed light on what your purpose is as well so that's kind of my framework and how I how I figure out what my purpose is I try and have clarity on my self-care my mindset and my strength so like mm -hmm. what, what I need to do to kind of keep my inner, inner self whole. Yeah. And then I think about like, what, what impact do I want to make in the world? And then I think about who is around me? What community do I have? What connections do I have? Mm -hmm. And all three of those things, the clarity, the impact and the connection really leads to your purpose. 
So those are the things I think you need in order to have a purpose-driven life. I love that. Can you actually um, explain more on self-sabotage? Because I feel like there's mm-hmm. something a lot of people do, a lot of people yes. hear about, but not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's a big thing. Mindset is so huge. And one of my coaches was telling me about this. <clears throat> it really just shed the light. I really think that awareness comes from knowing that um, your mindset is really what, like, when you tap into your mindset and you understand what is what is this that your thoughts are telling you, what mm-hmm. beliefs you're having about yourself, um, you can really understand what's holding you back from taking action. Yeah. So fear is a big thing that everyone has and it's human. There's nothing wrong with fear. It's, it's part of us, mm-hmm. but I, I think that we should embrace fear because it's usually telling us something important. It's telling us a message. And when you tap into that and you listen and you like be still for a minute, I yeah. think that you can really understand what that fear is. But a lot of people, when they start to feel sensations that are like related to fear, like, you know, sweating or, you know, heart palpitation or whatever, Mm-hmm. You think, oh my God, this is bad. I have to get away from this. This doesn't yes. feel good. <clears throat> and so you move away from that and you self-sabotage yourself from your blessings and from your gifts because you don't think you deserve it. But I say, mm-hmm. if you lean into that discomfort, because it doesn't feel good, right? But if you lean into it, mm-hmm. I think that it will tell you something and whatever that message is, it's, it's important. It's important to you. So... I think that a lot of people don't give themselves the chance to sit in that discomfort for a little bit and yeah. like understand the message that's coming from that. And instead they, you know, run away from it or self-sabotage themselves or tell themselves that they don't deserve it. I think that's huge to really like understand mm-hmm. um, what your fear is telling you yeah, and what direction it can lead you in. Mm-hmm. Mm. see I feel like that's something a lot of people need to hear because self-sabotage like I said it's a very frequent thing and I think everyone has done that at some point yeah yeah you know Mm. I've done it and I've stopped myself from things because I was afraid yeah I didn't want to I didn't want to be visible or I didn't want to put myself out there and even like starting my business I had the idea for years and I just didn't think I was like business savvy and so like I didn't think I would you know figure it out and be successful and after a while the reason why I started it was because I actually was looking for more artists who live in Chicago who I could connect with yeah and so I ended up hosting dinners in my apartment and that was the start of my business Oh, but it just took a long time to even like, you know, have the courage to have those dinners and Mm -hmm. to like reach out to artists because I didn't want to, you know, be rejected. And so I think it's it's human and it's, it's totally fine to feel that, but we have to push ourselves past that because action is really how you get out of fear. Mm -hmm. It's not by ignoring it. Oh, you see, I hope you guys are taking some notes, dropping <laughs> gems right now. 
I say this like every episode, but every person I talk to, it's just gems after gems. I know. Thank you. What? Oh my God. I feel like my my voice is all hoarse now from coughing. <laughs> my God, what was that? <laughs> okay, I always tell people, like, if you see, if you turn a little deep, it's just a Tony Braxton voice. It's Tony Braxton. Yes, I love that. <laughs> right? I so love your, Tony Braxton. It's your Tony Braxton voice coming through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So my next question for you is, can you explain the reason why entrepreneurs need to tap into their creative power? Yeah, I honestly feel like there's so much power in art. And we talked about a little bit earlier how, you know, Black women specifically are not necessarily encouraged to become artists. And I think that, you know, studies show the importance of art to like, you know, build community and confidence and interpersonal skills and, you know, Mm -hmm. creativity is important in, in every field. But that's the first thing that's cut in art education. You know, artists aren't paid a lot. And it's just seen as, you know, not valued. But I really believe there's so much magic in creativity because you're literally, you're manifesting something every day as an artist. You're building something from scratch that Mm -hmm. comes from you, either through a vision, through your, you know, inspiration from another artist or just everyday life you're literally manifesting something out of nothing as an artist and I think that's so powerful and it should be encouraged but also that when you have this power within you this creative I call it creative power Mm -hmm. to shed light on like things that are happening in the world I think that's a responsibility that, that artists have because we we show the vision of the future and we also shed light on what's happening now in society and documenting that through our art and so I think it's super important for artists to really step into their power and their worthiness and Mm -hmm. you know I I want I want society to step up and pay artists more and you know value art more because we are super important to everything you know art is everywhere mm-hmm. I think it's one thing to really say especially step up and pay more art is the form of entertainment whether you are painting singing mm-hmm. acting, dancing, you love the entertainment aspect of it but you don't want to pay for that person's time for that person's art exactly exactly everyone can in their lives they can see how art affects them in one way or another right Mm -hmm. it's everywhere and it's 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 integral to everyday everything in our lives and I think that's that's part of the reason why it is um what's the word it's take it for granted you know because it's 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 in the music we listen to It's in the shows we watch, mm-hmm. it's in the clothes we wear, it's in the houses we live in, it's in the chairs we sit in, it's everywhere. And I think because we see it every day, you know, when you do see what is considered high art, and that's, you know, subjective, yeah. <clears throat> it's it, it has to be from a white man in order for it to be worthy. When, you know, if that a part. black person w- makes it, is devalued and it's not mm-hmm. considered as much. And so it's just, it's unfortunate, but what, what I do think is 
um, really valuable that everyone should just, you know, consider how does art play a place in their life today? Yes. And then they can really understand the value because just making something is just one part of it. Just an artist, you know, craft and, you know, sweat and blood and tears to make something. That's one part of it. But Mm -hmm. where that art goes and the story it tells and, you know, as simple as making a house beautiful or making a space more beautiful or bringing some joy to someone's life or healing someone. There's so many other um, things that come out of art besides the beauty of it that I think is important to acknowledge. I like how you said the part where art is subjective. So in a sense that what's art to you could be something different to someone else and someone Mm -hmm. can also have their own artistic vision, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's no just one standard form for art. So that's, I think, something else people need to take in as well. Art can be anything mm-hmm. and everything, but it's up to you to, for you to realize, okay, what is art to you? Mm-hmm. Painting could be art to Victoria. For me, art is photography. Mm-hmm. We all have different, I would say, different strings of art that we yeah. can all tap into. Absolutely. Yeah. Art is everywhere. And I think we all have creativity in us. We just have to pull from it. hmm Oh, I love that. Oh. <laughs> Claudia, I'm, I'm feeling the shivers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. I love talking about this stuff. This is so fun to me. Yes. And this is why I always tell people, and when I ask people, you know, be on the podcast, and this is a complete going left field. But for anyone listening to be on the podcast, I always let the guests pick their topics. Because mm-hmm. this is when, one, we learn something new every episode. And two, you're talking about something that you are passionate about, that you have knowledge about, and that you are willing to share with people. So these are the kind of conversations that I love to have with the guests. So thank you. A yes. little free thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is an important conversation. So thank yes. you for having it. And this is one I don't think I've actually ever had with anyone before. So I love this. Oh, yeah. oh good. <laughs> I love being the first. Yes. <laughs> Setting the trend, breaking the trail. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that you love what you're hearing so far. Stay connected by not only listening to the podcast, but you can watch the recordings on the YouTube channel unapologetically her podcast and follow the podcast on instagram at unapologetically her and at unapologetic underscore uh on twitter if you want to connect with me personally your host natalie nadine follow me at natalie nadine on all three social media platforms so my next question for you is um why do you think without having our business entrepreneurs can't truly enjoy their lives and have a balance well I really do believe that as an entrepreneur you can build a life that you want that's one of the benefits right you you decide your schedule you decide who's around you you decide who's working for you decide what you do every day Mm -hmm. and I think that is super important that freedom of like having power over your life and not having to go to a job that makes you miserable, that you know you're not working in your strengths. I think that you're slowly dying in. It's, it's just so 
unfortunate and a lot of people do that because they have to make a living and so I think there's power in being an entrepreneur and building the life that you want it's hard because mm-hmm. you, you have to figure out you know how to make money out of that you have to work harder sometimes than if you weren't a nine-to-five because you it's all on you to make everything yeah. happen but I think the benefits of you know reaping all that you sow from you know building something from the ground up is just such an amazing thing yeah. and being able to you know um, build a life for your family have a legacy make an impact out of doing what you want to do of living the life that you want to do is mm-hmm. so important and I think that goes back to having balance because you're able to you know fit in time to do the things that you want to do when you're an yeah. entrepreneur so if you want to you know have a month vacation you can do that because yeah. you build your own schedule. If you want to like work only three or four days out of the week, you can do that because you're building your own schedule. If you want to like, <clears throat> you know, work 12 hour days, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. But it's totally up to you. And I think that power and freedom is super important that you know, you, you know, you don't necessarily have that unless you're, you're an entrepreneur and making your own schedule. And not to say that you are the only way you can be happy is to become an entrepreneur, because I don't believe that. I think that some people will be more happy in a job that they care about, that, that, that makes them happy, that brings them joy than building a business. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine. <clears throat> but I think that if you are in a situation where you're not enjoying what you're doing and you know that you're meant for more then maybe sit in that and think about is there something else you need to be doing and that could be another job it doesn't have to be you building your own business but maybe you're not in the space that you're meant to be right now yes oh I totally get you with that one Mm -hmm. okay yes oh I'm sorry I'm just here thinking about myself too because I'm here thinking about my own stuff and I'm just like reap what you sow kind of seeing um the podcast from the ground up I've been doing photography on the side so kind of seeing that on the ground up and it's like Mm. imagine like where this could be in a couple more years imagine if I didn't work the nine to five and I actually Mm -hmm. could put all of my energy into this yeah yeah Yeah. it really is interesting and so I think what's really fascinating is if you give yourself time to see something through where would you be like if you yes. don't give up, if you don't stop, but if you see something through to the end, like if you have a goal for something and you keep going until you get it, mm-hmm. where would you be? And I think that's such an important question because <clears throat> sometimes we stop because it gets hard or it doesn't look like it's working yeah. or we think that, you know, we're not supposed to be doing it for whatever reason. But if you tell yourself, no, this is what I actually want. And I'm going to see this through until it happens. Mm-hmm. What would that mean for your life? Where would you be in a year from now? Yes. And I think that's, I tell myself that all the time because <clears throat> there's things that are challenging in my life and I want to like, you know, figure out a way to get out of it. And then I'm like, no, there's a reason why I started this. Like, for example, I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm hosting a retreat in Ghana mm-hmm. for artists and 
just all of the logistics that goes involved in planning an international retreat it's yeah. really challenging you know finding vendors finding artists to go on the retreat doing all the promotions <clears throat> it's really a lot of work and sometimes I'm just like well is all my effort even worth it but then I'd look at why I want to do it. And it's yep. because, I don't know if I told you this. Do I have time to just share a little story? Yeah, go ahead. When, about maybe 10 years ago or so, I lived in Ghana for 10 months. It was, mm-hmm. in a, it's, it was in a period of my life where I didn't have a job. I had just finished undergrad in painting. And I didn't know what my next steps were. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I decided to go to Ghana <clears throat> and live there with some family. Mm-hmm. And I met some artists there. I met some painters there who became my mentors. And long story short, it was just a life-changing experience. I was able to really build mm. my art skills, just have that time for myself to make art. I was able to meet a lot of artists who are still my best friends today. I had this community around me who just supported me, who looked like me. I didn't have a lot of Black artists as friends back then. And I just had that time for myself to figure out what I wanted to do next. And it was really, really important for me to have that time. And so the retreat that I'm planning now is based around that experience of feeling lost and not really knowing my next moves Mm -hmm. and then having that time and space for myself to just tap into my gifts and figure out my you know what I wanted to do next yeah so the retreat is about bringing artists together to have a break from just the hurdles and hustles and you know busyness of life to have that break to focus on you to prioritize Mm -hmm. your needs and make art and have this community around you who's supporting you and just from that experience you'll be able to tap deeper into your purpose and have clarity Mm -hmm. on what you really want so I think it's important to like look at your experiences and see how they have shaped who you are and if you know if there's a message there or if there's something you want to share I think it's important to share things that you learn along the way to help someone else you kind of just had your own like eat pray love kind of thing going on there (laughs) it was kind of like that yes it was it was it was so so magical of a time for me I fell in love with this amazing guy when I was there we dated Mm -hmm. for five years there was just so many good things that came out of that experience for me and I will never take that time away because it was just so magical, but it was, it was also so transformative. I changed and just understood my power so much more when I was there. So everyone should get away and just have that time for themselves, get away from the distractions and figure out what you want and have that time for yourself because it's, it's so life-changing. Oh, oh, I booked. Watch me book a ticket for tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you girls do it. I'm telling you, even if it's for like a weekend, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so important. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Think <laughs> something. Yes. Like I always hear about that. I'm just like, oh, but do I have the courage to try, especially travel? Because I feel like I want to travel outside of Toronto. Like you don't really mm-hmm. want the city kind of in your ear every minute. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, where would I travel to? yeah yeah 
mind blow. Sit down and think about it because I'm sure something will come to you. Yes. Oh, we might have to have you back on so you can explain to people the process of these kind of trips. Yeah. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. Yes. I'm just here thinking of you like, huh. If I were to go on a trip, where would I go? Mm-hmm. What would I be doing? I just love that freedom. Like, listen to your stories, that freedom to be you and do you. Mm-hmm. Be it and do it. I love that. Yes, yes. And so, let me just tell you how you're feeling now. Like, I was there. Like, I was like, uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, what's the point? I'm scared. But you just kind of got to move through that because I'm telling you on the other side of that is freedom and joy. Oh, and that's what we're trying to get to people. The yes. freedom and the joy. Yes. Yes. Don't we all want that? I know I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my next question for you is, and this is, I guess, because we're talking about usually, you know, the entrepreneur or the entrepreneurship of it all, mm-hmm. but to kind of shift gears to the people who are actually working the, I guess, in the workplace, working the nine to five, mm-hmm. um, when working for someone else, what advice would you give those looking to be valued and paid more in the workplace? Mm, that's such a good question. And you know what? I always go back to, <clears throat> this is something that I, I share to ladies who are actually working through fear because I think it actually helps. It's mm-hmm. similar. So one of the things that we have to remind ourselves is our accomplishments and our greatness. Yeah. Sometimes we have, sometimes we forget. We got to remind ourselves, okay? Right? So you, you have to do the same thing at your job. Mm-hmm. and remind your manager or whoever your supervisor of your greatness so whenever they give you a compliment or tell you good job or you are noted for doing something write that down put the date down and yes. keep keep that keep a list of that not only for yourself to remind yourself of your dopeness but for your manager and when the time comes for you to want a promotion go take that little list and read it off to him or her and let them know that like, this is all that I bring to the table. This is what I want. This is what I deserve. Can we talk about giving me a raise, giving me a promotion? Can we talk about the fact that I wish I asked you this question a couple months ago? (laughs) (laughs) I know it helps. And like, if you want to even do a presentation, like schedule a meeting for your boss and be like, look, I have a PowerPoint presentation. This is everything that I bring. This is I'll everything be that, that I've done. You should do it because sometimes you got to show people, you got to let them know, like you, I am worthy. Like I am bringing a lot here yes. and remind them. And if they don't acknowledge it, then you know that this might not be the space for you, but you know, you might want to stay and figure it out. I'm just saying you have to let people know, like, you know, this is everything that I bring to the table. And I, it's kind of like a, like a sunshine list, like a, an acknowledgement list, like a mm-hmm. yes list of like everything that you do and that you bring to the table. And I'm going to be what- a little petty. It's my reminder list. Like, remember what I just did for y'all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> keep a running list yes and even like little compliments or things like even an email if they like say oh you did such a great job or thank you so much or whatever make Mm -hmm. a note of it because it will all come in handy and I just feel like you know sometimes we have to remind folks of our greatness so what I got from that is make sure you have your receipts 
Yes. So when the time comes, you have all your examples, exhibit A to Z. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone knows me personally, you know, I love to have receipts. <laughs> I, I, I like facts, facts and checks. I like to back exactly. up my claim. Exactly. Yep. So this, you Get have to have receipts. so much people go to the manager right now and be like, now you see what I did for you? <laughs> you remember when this customer said this? Remember when I gave you extra time? Mm-hmm. Remember when I stayed late and worked on this job mm-hmm. for X amount of hours and all of this came out of it like yes Yes. let them know show them those receipts because you know what sometimes we even forget of every you know everything that we do we have to remind ourselves and that will push us you know drive us to want more when we recognize all that we bring to the table sometimes we gotta remind ourselves too but it's for them it's for the bosses or whoever supervising you to to you know give you some some money give you some little extra money <laughs> give you some coins so that you know you're paid what you're worth it goes back to that so oh, okay so i think especially now coming well not coming out of pandemic mm-hmm. ending for a while but for anyone returning back to work if you've been off for a while and you're listening to this podcast now you know going back to work Mm-hmm. make sure you I, i'm gonna start doing this myself i go back to work just now so i'm gonna start doing this myself <laughs> make my notes so when the time comes i'm just gonna be like so <laughs> exactly. here you go. yeah yes make that list girl make the list it, it helps <laughs> yeah here, I'm, I'm here for it i love that <laughs> That's the of 2021 already i love that <laughs> i'm telling you it works yes so also adding on to that question what advice would you give those looking to step out on their own but afraid to so we're in the corporate world but Mm -hmm. we see the entrepreneurship but how do I take that step yeah it's scary I'm not even gonna lie because you don't know where you're gonna end up you don't know what's gonna happen Mm -mm. but I think the biggest advice I would take is to not be afraid to fail to embrace the failure that's just like your step up that's your like your way to get to where you want everyone is going to fail so if you're not doing something or moving towards your goals because of failure just Mm -hmm. shift that mindset and embrace it because that's just one step closer to what you want to do and it's just like one thing you it's just more information right just it's telling you what you need to know, you're learning what you need to learn in mm-hmm. order to get you to where you want to go. And so, yeah, I would say embrace failure, yeah. lean into it. It's okay to be afraid, but lean into that. And even think about like, what would happen if I was like, bomb? Like if I was everything that I want to be like Mm -hmm. what where what would happen like if what I wanted to accomplish actually happened yeah what would that look like and that's another way to kind of shift that fear because I I honestly think that's the biggest thing that stops us from our greatness is ourselves our own fear of failure that's like one of the biggest there's other there's even there's all kinds of fear uh fears Mm-hmm. Um, fear of success is another big one yep. that stops people but yeah I would just embrace it and figure out what it's telling you and know mm-hmm. that it's just part of your journey 
you're gonna you know stumble a couple of times and that's okay you'll figure it out you have the power within you to figure it out to get back up get out there and do your thing Mm -hmm. and we're just lucky to have you like everyone has a gift in the world that they need to share out and so by you you know leaning into that fear we're just lucky that we're in your sphere that we're able to like you know get those blessings because that's Mm -hmm. what you're bringing to the world so just just focus on that focus on the blessings you're bringing and not about you know not being good enough or failing and shifting that mindset a little bit it'll be a little bit easier it's still going to be hard you still have to kind of remind yourself but it will shift it a little bit and make it easier for you to keep going when it Mm -hmm. gets hard I like that and I think yeah everyone kind of has that fear of failure and I think I've heard that a lot lately too where we kind of have to step outside of that and I think COVID is what kind of opened up a lot of people's eyes to that be like a lot of people now you might not have a job to go back to unfortunately Mm -hmm. with this pandemic a lot of people think maybe I should just start my own thing I have the freedom now I have that downtime yeah but in order to really take that step you need to step outside of the fear embrace mm-hmm. all parts that are a part of it because that's what's going to make or break you take the fear if you lose that's okay turn mm-hmm. that l into a lesson so when you go after it the second or the third time around now you know what to do differently yes it's all it's all the journey right embrace yeah. those l's and just keep going absolutely now my favorite favorite and final question for you mm-hmm. i love to ask my guests this what does it mean to be unapologetically Victoria? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know what? This is something, and this is funny because I wasn't going to say this, but now I feel like I should because <laughs> we're talking about like moving past fears. Yes. One of the things that, <laughs> okay. One of the things that, I thought was a weakness for the longest time was my sensitivity. Like I just, I'm super sensitive. Mm -hmm. My feelings get hurt easily. Things kind of like make me feel a certain way easily. And, you know, I always thought that was a weakness. Like I always thought that I need to be stronger. I need to not let people affect me so much. But now I recognize that my empathy, that's what I know it is, is my empathy. Like I feel so deeply for people because Mm -hmm. I empathize with them. It's actually a strength. So I think me unapologetic is just embracing all of my strengths, especially the ones that I think are weak, like Mm -hmm. being sensitive, which it's not weak. It's a power. Embracing that as a strength as it is and really being empathetic like stepping into my power of empathy is just being me just being unapologetically me and helping and serving others and you know feeling deeply for people and wanting everyone to be good and feel good that is actually a power and I think that when I when I am in that mode and I embrace that that's Mm -hmm. unapologetically Vicky yes oh (laughs) and that's so funny because you made me you made that come out of me because I wasn't gonna say that 
but I, I was just like, yes, I was like, let me just be honest for a minute and share like one of these inner thoughts that I don't really share with people mm-hmm. about just one of my own insecurities. And I yeah. think that, you know, it's important to like, sometimes embrace, actually not sometimes, embrace all parts of you all Absolutely. the time, especially the parts that, you know, you're imperfect that you think is imperfect or that you are scared of or whatever mm-hmm. you're insecure about embrace all of it because it's such an important part of who you are yes and I think that's the thing too when we talk about sensitivity and a lot of people kind of overlook that or shy away from that they don't they don't want that part to come out for themselves and it's like but this is what makes you you the empathy being able to care for people relate to them and understand them you're someone yeah. who likes to put yourself in someone else's shoes and be like, okay, I'm with you on this. I felt that. And it's okay to feel that. Exactly. Yes. Girl, never be afraid. This is unapologetically her. You just speak your mind. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be able to speak your mind. Yeah. Speak your mind. I feel like so many times, a lot of women get filtered a lot. Or they yes. always tiptoe they watch what they say. And I'm like, no, say what you want to say. If you want to cuss, you can <laughs> do it all. Mm-hmm. I am not going to filter you. This is, this is why I am not on no actual professional platform because I don't believe in censorship. Yeah, I love yeah. this. Thank you for providing the space because You're it's welcome. so important for like women to be able to speak their mind freely yeah. and not be censored. Nope. We get censored too many times. I'm tired. I am tired of apologizing. Me too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yuka, I'm actually upset that this concludes today's episode of Unapologetic. Thank you, Victoria, for joining me today. Make sure you give them your social medias, everything one last time. Let them know where to find you definitely need to have you back but go ahead go ahead yes i will come back this has been so much fun thank you if you all want to get in contact with me look me up on social media you can hit me up on instagram at victoria underscore yawa that's y-a-w-a you can find me on facebook victoria tempo you can also find my business page kindred creatives co and if you are interested to go on the artist retreat i mentioned in ghana you can go to my website there's a retreat page i'm actually looking for women to go for july a retreat in july and it's a 12-day retreat in ghana for artists black women artists so if you're interested in going um please go to my website kindredcreativesco.org mm-hmm. and um you'll see the website you'll see the retreat page with all the details perfect make sure you guys head over there and check it out again thank you all so much for listening if you want to hear from victoria again or if you have any questions comments or podcast topics hit me up on social media at unapologetically here on instagram and at unapologetic underscore uh on twitter Also, don't forget you can listen to the podcast on various streaming platforms where podcasts are hosted. And that also includes SoundCloud and YouTube by typing under, whoa, by typing unapologetically her podcast. 
Once again, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoy this episode and you tune in for our next one. Much love, peace. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Bye. Bye.